I'm still feeling it, Jake. Oh, you want a little ride? Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hooks, Lines, and Hip Hop. I'm Akeem. Jacob. That's Jacoby K. Yeah, that's your boy rapping. Coming off, coming out there. Yep. Mm. Friday. Mm. Coming out Friday. Yes. Very excited. Very excited for that. Millennial, Millennial Mastermind. Mastermind. Yes. Yes. And by the way, once I, I think once I saw the full package for the cover art, I was yeah. like, God damn, you really did do a good job of... of Bro, Nostalgia Ultra is one of my favorite, yeah. like, Frank releases, period. One of the best mixtapes. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. I'm, I'm upset I don't have it on the table behind us. I, I need to... That needs to be rectified. Are you still thinking about, like, taking yeah, some Yeah, I'm definitely going to update them. Maybe we could do like a second table. I would like to a do something else in that something. same theme. Yeah, because I, I think I love. I mean, the table's been with us for a long time. Yeah. I love how I say us, but I mean, it's not. It is us, but it's not us yeah. at the same time. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Today, we're going to be talking about Drake's Take Care and MF Doom's Mmm Food. Yeah, it's a Blastic review. It is. It's Blastic review, Blastic week. Classic week with a K, though. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm cripping out here. Oh, okay. So, no, I almost no, said not, so yeah. woo. I so can't woo. say so woo. Yeah, you Grape get, Street. You're about to get thrown out of here. <laughs> we booling up in here. We booling at Hooks, Lines, and Hip Hop. What you? What you? What was that YG song, Bick and Back, Being Bull? <laughs> Do you remember Bull Bomb Elective? Yeah. Oh, man. Shout out to YG. Uh, so my fact for this week, guys, we're not doing any news since this is a classics review, you know. We like to keep these kind of timeless, something you can go back to. Yeah. Um. If you wanted to. But, oh, and it just disappeared. Hang on. Well, wearing headphones for just an hour will increase the bacteria in your ears for 700 times, or by 700 times. I was, then you and I have. Yeah, so when they ask, bro, why are your ears so crusty, dog? Fuck, I've been listening to that music. I'm just too busy doing podcasting. Yeah. So, uh, Drake has spent 476 weeks in the top 10 this decade. I found another fact that said if you included, um, uh, what's that song he did with Travis? Uh, Sicko Mode. Sicko Mode. It would be closer to over 500 weeks. That's ridiculous. There's 520 weeks in a decade. Yeah. So this is Drake's decade. He's, <clears throat> and this may cause outrage, but I think he's going to be like the Michael Jackson of our time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mean, the Michael Jackson, to be fair, is the Michael Jackson of our time. But, I mean, he's going to be remembered, I think, as highly music-wise as Michael Jackson. Does he have more hits than the Beatles? You got more slaps than the Beatles, dog. dog. And um, I agree with that. Just in the fact, in in terms of numbers, you know, I don't want to compare, like, musical catalog or influence, you know. Although, I think, talking about Take Care, we're going to get into the impact that that album has had yeah, on, on current rappers today. What's your fact? That wearing headphones oh, yeah, an hour, back 700 times. Sorry, I've been drinking. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. 700 times. That's crazy. That's disgusting. It really makes I wonder. Think. I wonder like if that is like in-ear headphones or over-ear. Like I guess right. over-ear. Either way, it's not going to be able to breathe. But with like in-ear, it's actually going inside of your ear canal. 
I'm going to start doing this, just filtering periodically yeah. throughout Maybe the I need to invent headphones that have, like, a fan that circulate air. Could you imagine, like, the fan running, like, right next to the microphone? Like, oh, it had to be quiet because <laughs> you, you don't want to hear it over your music. Cool. Maybe, yeah, dude, a copyright. I verbally cop- copyrighted that. Pocket that. We'll make some HLH headphones someday. Yeah. Better than Beats by Dre. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially because they start falling off. Well, Walmart headphones are better than Beats by Dre. That's fair. For being honest. Yeah, I I bought in-ear Beats by Dre headphones. They lasted me exactly two weeks before I returned them to Best Buy. And oh, so you got halfway through Take Care then if it lasted you two weeks. <laughs> being that it's an hour and 30 minutes long. <laughs> it's long as fuck. Uh, but, no, what's even worse is when I returned them, I was I was completely fine with getting another pair, but then they go, yeah. Do you want to buy the uh, the protection policy again? I said what? Yeah. They didn't they didn't even last long enough for me to even use like the Beats warranty. Yeah. Fuck fuck that shit. Fuck Geek Squad for that matter. Yeah, but <clears throat> bows are nothing in my opinion. Bows like if bows if you're wanting oh. like a high performance headphones, bows are nice. Um, What's the other big one? Sennheiser. Mm-hmm. Sennheiser, yeah, I think Sennheiser. is what it is. Um, yeah, but... I, I've, every time I've used a pair of Bose, I've liked them, but I've never had a pair for myself. And they're expensive as hell. Yeah, dude. $300 for overears. Yeah. Which, to be fair, I mean, that was some of the Beats prices. Yeah, which I think it was just... That was clout back then to have yeah. a pair of Beats. Yeah, everybody in... You would have them, like, around your neck, and people, there yeah. wouldn't be any music playing. Just haven't had batteries in this bitch for two weeks. Just to flex. Hey, hey guys, one of us in here used to flex with Beats headphones. I did. (laughs) You were the Beats man back in high school. I was. Shout out to the plug, Shane. Yeah. (laughs) If you know, you know. (laughs) Yeah, I had two pairs of Beats in high school. One was real, the other were Knox. I went to Lebanon and bought a fake pair and then flipped them. Who knows? For 300 bucks. The only way you can tell is if you're going to hell for that. The only way you can uh, you could tell is if you saw the box. That's like people that fa- sell fake shoes. If somebody yeah. ever sold me a pair of fake shoes is real, I'd probably fuck their car up. Hi, how are you? No, yeah. I've never sold a fake pair of shoes. Burn right. their house down. You know what, dude? If I saw some like middle schooler with a shitload of money and he was looking for a pair of Yeezys and I ain't gonna do his dad like that. <laughs> What's the J Cole line where he talks about <laughs> buying weed? Talking about ripping off the the white kid for weed. <laughs> If he asks his dad for lunch money, he'll give it right 20 back. 20 bucks? Yeah, yeah. He'll get it right back. Yeah. Which, come to think, maybe that's why I got ripped off sometimes. Maybe. Fuck. All right, let's just get into this review already. We were just rambling. Take care. Yes. Thank you, Weekend. So, <laughs> we'll try to keep those jokes to a minimum. <laughs> I was going to say, this but, is the unreleased Weekend. Uh, but the Weekend definitely um, wrote the dim sum line for Drake. Yeah, I'm glad seeing, you noticed Seeing that. as go, uh, she go low main. She go low main, and then Drake heard, heard that. Weekend pocketed it for six years, and then yeah. he goes, uh, "Are you going to use the dim sum line?" And he goes, "Absolutely, absolutely, it's too hard." Well, it's on the whole album that I wrote, recorded, and <laughs> gave to you. So yeah, go ahead and use it. <laughs> uh, so that was in "Over My Dead Body." Yes. Which, uh, as an intro track, you know, it's it's good. It sets the tone. What I will say that's held up the most in "Take Care" is definitely the production. Uh, shout out to Forty. Without without Forty, you wouldn't have Drake. And I think to so. me, Take Care is a, is a huge testament to that because Drake's sound, that neo-R&B, very dark and moody sound that we all know now, uh, it, a lot of it comes from this album in particular. Yeah. 
Because before that, you had uh, Thank Me Later, which, to be fair, that's aged very poorly. Yes. And it wasn't Drake's fault. I think that was more so the label kind of pushing him to make a pop Yeah, because you, well, you had So Far Gone, which was, I mean, really a, an album-quality mixtape. Yeah. And I think they wanted to capitalize on the wave at the time and say, let's do, do this. And it was, <clears throat> I can't, I, there's nothing on that that I go back to. Uh, the only one I would go back to is Fireworks. Okay. That, I think that one's the one with Jay Z on it too. I, the for nostalgia's sake, I'm going in with Lil Wayne is pretty good still. Mm, okay, but that's about it. Yeah. yeah. Like when I heard that song over, like I really thought Drake's career was over. I was like, this is <laughs> this is ass. Like, I I remember exactly where I was. I was riding on. You remember that red golf cart we used to have? Yeah. With my parents. I was riding on that and it came on my phone. I was like, what the hell is this? over but it's far from over but you know what that was a big track for him. it was a big track the thing about the thing about that album too is it feels like it was just mixed horribly it sounds so cheap and uh what was the song that kanye he directed the music video for and the music video was trash um, oh that doesn't all the girls exist. kanye's never no. directed a music video he did that trash. he did and it's trash um the one with all the girls on the basketball team oh please Couldn't pull up the track list no, I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up. Hang on. I'll find that out. I couldn't tell you. Let's talk about this, though. Look at the features. I mean, Kendrick Lamar is a big feature, but back then he wasn't really as big of a feature. And that interlude is insane. Yes, but Rick Ross, Andre 3000. Obviously, Lil Wayne's a legend, but that kind of... Obviously, label saying, mates. They're label mates, right? Rihanna's a big one for this era in Drake's career. Because, I mean, he was he, he was big. Miss me. No, okay. I'm sorry. Miss, miss me? me? No. Was it over? I don't know. Find Your Love. Okay. No, that was the one with him in the room. Fuck. <laughs> I'm going to keep going. I'm sorry. I don't know. But there's some, that's some big features. Birdman obviously goes without saying. Could always do without a Birdman feature. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, the Birdman feature really ties it together. Okay. And uh, without. Best I ever had. Thank okay. you. Best I ever had. Uh, Kanye directed that. Okay, I can go back to that song. I'll, I'll correct myself. That's That still holds up. Okay. That's a Drake essential, I think. Okay. And Is it not? Not not to me, but, but I mean, there's... I mean, that's a staple. There's in some his... songs that I like on Thank Me Later that I think most people wouldn't like. Yeah, I mean, that that's not one of my favorite songs, but that's... If you go to... That's one of, that's probably one of Drake's top grossing songs. It just sounds like it was mixed in, like, a trash can when I listened to it. Hey, Ben. Yeah, I don't know. It's just mixed very oddly. So you really like the Birdman feature? No, I don't like the Birdman feature. Birdman is the only person who pays to jump on songs. I can only tell you one. <laughs> I can only tell you that there's one Birdman feature that still goes hard. Why you mad? Get down and lay down. Shoot up everything except the school love playground. Now it's kind of cringy because school shootings have skyrocketed since he that He said line. everything except that, though. Yeah. So still. he's protecting us. Oh, yeah. So Birdman's innocent. I'm going to shoot the shooters. Fucking idiot. Birdman. I'm old school. I smack a bitch. That's really the worst line. <laughs> it's pretty damn bad. The main thing, the main thing I, I really, uh, I don't want to get too negative on Take Care because again, this was put out eight years ago. I mean, think about the other projects that were out eight years ago. Uh, there's not very many rap projects that came out eight years ago that you could play now i'm sure there are there are many but the thing that really separated drake from the pack on take care was his uh willingness to to be vulnerable 
to speak on his emotions or the weekend's emotions. I know that was when I it jumped was to 2012. Also. Right, was good kid, Mad City. Right, pretty close, and and um, that would be one of the few. But actually, pull pull up some 2000. I will say that another thing that is held up for that is the meme ability of the cover art. I yeah. see a, a take care Drake meme quite frequently. Right. So watch the throne section eighty for Kendrick. That didn't really. That was big. That was a mixtape. But it it blew up after Good Kid, Mad City is really when it's streaming. And it up. was because of Rigor Mortis. Um, J Cole's sideline story. <clears throat> that one was huge. He had uh, workout off of that. That was the big and, radio uh, track. Nice watch. The Carter Four, which that you, I, I can still go back to Carter Four. Some songs. Um, Triple X. All sixes and sevens is a good album. The yeah. Red album, no. about half and half. Yeah, it's hit or miss. So yeah, that that probably is the biggest rap album that year. Yeah, it's a tie between that and Watch the Throne. Uh, Watch, was the big. Throne. Watch, Watch the Throne, the throne really aged horribly. Watch yeah. the Throne. No. Watch the Throne, y'all. No Church in the Wild though still goes hard. Yeah. And Otis. Yeah. Right. But going back, going back to take care. Drake's willingness to be vulnerable, his uh, him speaking on people and topics that we felt were personal to his life uh, may not have been. Yeah, it's all portrayal. Right. Uh, but they, they opened up this avenue that rap I don't think had before, which was uh, guys could talk about their feelings, their, their interactions with women. This, uh, I want to be committed, but I'm scared of commitment. Yeah. And you need to be loyal to me, but I don't have to be loyal to you. Why do you hurt me, but I hurt you by fucking all your friends? You know, that side. <laughs> the fuck boy was born because of take care. Can we agree with that? Uh, I think the fuck boy is maybe expounded on because of take care. The fuck boy evolved into this fake emo person. Okay. And I think that's my critique of Drake. Is it's knowing now what I know. Well, he's still getting memed because of the theme of this album, even though he's moved to more of like the, he's not as, he's not really, he doesn't portray as as sensitive guy anymore. But then he gets memed for being hard. Yeah. Shoot you in your head top. Fuck, what? Shoot me where? Let's be fair. I don't want to keep reiterating this, but this was a weekend. It's going to get more aggressive. Yeah. This was a weekend album a lot of this was written by the weekend he had actually recorded some of these songs as his own so that does fit especially the theme like with, with trilogy if weekend would have put this out it wouldn't have we wouldn't have blinked twice hearing it weekend though <clears throat> his delivery and his singing is a lot it's a lot more impassioned than drake's yeah and and i mean look look at that trilogy i mean a lot of that you still feel it when you hear it uh a lot of drake on here i just it doesn't hit me the way it did in 2011, which maybe it's not supposed to, or maybe I've just become really jaded because I've had a lot of shitty relationships. Um, but maybe maybe it's me who's who's changed. Maybe that's why I don't enjoy it as much. Maybe, and <clears throat> I don't. I can't really say I played the shit out of this album when it was out. I mean, I like this album. It's one of my favorite Drake albums. But I don't think I really played the shit out of it when it was out. I played the shit out of it when it was out. And I went back to it when I was in college, probably my junior year. And I remember listening to it driving back uh, to Winthrop. It's a good, like, car ride album. Right, right. Maybe in that context, it was it was more enjoyable. Uh but you're, it's so long. An hour and 27 minutes is far too long. Um, he could have trimmed a lot of uh, a lot of fat on here. Or um, even done two albums. 
Yeah, yeah. Or 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 do a part one and part two sometimes. Yeah. That that seems to help. Scorpion. Oh, yeah. Actually, you know what? Don't, don't do, do that. that. Please don't do yeah. that ever again. Um, but there, the the songs on here that I think still really hold up are when Drake is really rapping. Um, songs like Crew Love, uh, Headlines, Underground Kings, uh, Lord Knows with Rick Ross. Oh. Even the Cameras and Good Ones Go Interlude. Yeah. I like that one a lot. That's more of a soft song. And um, Hell Yeah Fucking Right, I think still, yeah. still hits. That one to me, we talked about it before we started the, the episode, that... Lil Wayne's features in these are kind of boring. Like you can kind of see, like this is the Lil Wayne where we started to tune out. Like Lil Carter Wayne Four, was really loving his cough syrup at this point. We liked Carter Four, and then that that was kind of the fall off. All right, of Lil Wayne now team. I can cruise. Yeah. All right, now. I and I think he was cruising on this. Like the real her. Like mm-hmm. I really feel bad for Andre because. And Andre's. They should have just left Andre on there and took taken Lil Wayne. They should have taken Drake and Lil Wayne off and just gave Andre this song. Because I liked his delivery on yeah. it a lot. I think Drake's... Uh, when has is, is Andre, Andre ever done a feature that was bad? That's fair. That's fair. Really never. Yeah. Do you like the motto? Do you, I, I, I didn't really like it that much when it was out, and I really don't like it now. Uh, <laughs> shout, out to, shout out to my friend Andrew. <laughs> he and I both had... Or I definitely had... Um, we had Drake. Like, uh, what are those? Wife beaters, yeah, and I'm pretty sure mine either had said YOLO or it had the Drake owl on it, but it was like one of those beach stores, you know. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it was like, like really print. shittily printed, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, I bought two fake OVO. They were on like eBay. They yeah. were like two for twenty. Like I got a black one that, that the owl was gold, and I had a red one, and the owl was silver. Uh, but there was a lot of that, I think, around that time. Yeah. Um, I I enjoy the motto for what it is, but <clears throat> it's not something that I want to go back and listen to. I no. mean, thank God Yolo's dead finally. Yeah, well, Man, it only lives long? once. Fuck! Now you're gonna bring it back, dude. Don't bring it back. Yeah. What were what were what were the tracks? Were there any tracks that when they first came on, you were like, "Oh shit." Shot for me. Yeah. Okay. I love that song. See, we're the opposite. You like the rappy, rapidly mm-hmm. rap Drake on this, and I like mm-hmm. the sing song Drake on this. Underground Kings for me is like, oh shit. I hate that I said rapidly rap because all I could think of was Nav saying, "Rackety rack rack rags." God. He, oh. I can't rapidly rap rap rap. Yeah. This just sounds like rapidly crap crap crap. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like Shot for Me, Marvin's Room, flawless. Uh, yeah. Uh, Marvin's Room I liked uh, Marvin's Room by the way is what birthed all the memes of Drake yeah. and the reason why Drake got so much criticism for this album I th- I think is large parts of Marvin's Room and Marvin's Room however you feel about that song is a genuine risk in an, in a rapper's career in particular oh yeah so I really applaud Drake for taking this album as a whole I think was a big risk because I remember the first week this came out nobody liked it and then the second week, everybody couldn't stop talking about it. That's how I felt when this album dropped. Okay. It was a lot. I don't really remember, like, what I, the, the, my, I guess, landscape when this came out. I remember talking to uh, a fr- uh, somebody went to our school, Zay. Um, he was telling me about how, he was like, you listen to that new Drake album? And I was like, yeah, I didn't really like it. He goes, me either. But then it was like the next week, he goes, dude. 
go back to that Drake album. And I was like, really? He said, go back. And, you know, now Drake's won a, won a Grammy for this album. It's, uh, I mean, it's got at least three of his biggest songs. You've got Marvin's Room, Headlines, Take Care. Um, those, those three, I would say, are the biggest yeah. off of this one. Another track that I really like that's more of a slow song is actually a remix of a juvenile track, Practice. I love that song. That's a really good song. It is, it is kind of a, like, I guess, narcissistic way of saying, oh, you, you're a hoe, but you must have just been practicing right. for me. I thought, like, more like a stripper. I was thinking yeah. more like it. And that has to do with the, um, have you ever seen the music video? No. It's, a, that it's kind of a music video, but it's kind of not. It's this girl who's dancing in front of a laptop. She's like dancing to the song in a really sensual way. And then at the very end of the track, Drake comes up behind her. And then the, it cuts off. <laughs> That's we need to watch that one after dumb. this. But <laughs> that, was the, that was the concept for the song. So I guess having that visual in my head, I kind of understood like, oh, okay, he's talking about like a girl dancing really well. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. Is there any tracks that you, any other ones I you like, want to hit? I uh, like, look what you've done. A little long, though, at five minutes. Yeah. Which, let's be fair, in this landscape of rap, that was kind of the norm. Like, it, four minutes was 345, 3.45 to, like, four and a half minutes. Yeah. Um, I mean, shit, cameras, good ones, seven minutes. Look what you've done, though. I did want to talk about that one, too. You're right. It's a really good track. And the reason why that one is good is because he's talking to his mother. Yeah. Very personal. You could you could feel that that was more. That's the one that has her talking at the end, right? I don't know. If she, I didn't get to the end. Okay. I was, there's I was just there's a track on it. here that has his mom talking on a phone call at the end. And that's his grandma. Okay. It's his grandmother who did. I think she died after this project came out. Um, but yeah, I think it's his grandmother. But very good Drake Drake album. I think it'll be remembered has, as one of his best. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I think Views is the is the sequel to this album. Yeah, I can see that. Do you feel that? Yeah. I think like spiritually, that's like the sequel to Take Care. Uh, in regards to length, it is one of the longer Drake albums aside from Scorpion. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Always say that after I say Scorpion. <laughs> thank you. And so I think Views and Take Care are very much uh, written in the same vein. I do think that the uh, production on Views was a little bit better, but maybe because it's not as It's more old, updated. It's, up, like, exactly. it's easier for us to go back to that than right. it is to go back to Take Care. Right, right. And for a genre that, I mean, there's a lot of albums in 80s and 90s hip-hop that are, are revered, you know, the golden age of hip-hop. But this came out... Like, right after the bling era of hip-hop, which was very... It was a dark time. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, you had, like, songs like Laffy Taffy, Rockstar. Hey, 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 Okay, 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 fine. Party you... like a rock star. <laughs> totally, dude. <laughs> Fire. <laughs> Yin-Yang Twins, Lil the John. Yin-Yang Twins. <laughs> Eastside Boys. So, so, going from that... <clears throat> to this is really kind of a drastic change. Even going from Lil Wayne to Drake is a bit drastic. Although I will, another thing I want to say is Drake's delivery was still heavily influenced by Wayne. Yeah, and this is the, we talked about this too before we started. I think this is the turning point where Birdman said, okay, maybe Drake and Nikki are the future. Here and the, yeah, and the budget kind of got shifted from Wayne's budget to Drake and Nikki's. Well, that's why it took us 
what, eight years to get Carter five? Yeah. Longer probably. So, shout out to Drake. What? I'm mean, we don't we you don't have to rate this album if you don't want to. I'd give it an eight because I like I said before we started I didn't skip a song going yeah. through it until we got to the end like I skipped the motto like the bonus tracks. Right. Right. Which to be fair, I mean, you could uh, sleeping alone was was a really big track for Drake as well. I remember that one being really big like in the like a lot of people used it in like internet clips and stuff as like a meme. But shout out to Drake. This is a huge moment in any artist's career. Uh, he won a Grammy for this album. He has some of his biggest tracks on this album. A lot of the songs on here, particularly Take Care, I think like lived on the Billboard charts. We're always oh, yeah. playing on the radio. So that's not really an easy feat. And then for him to be as dominating as he has for a decade for him to inspire other artists and and to put Canada on the map. I did love I love how he said something impressive. I don't remember which track it was on this album, but he says something about how people are rapping like him. I'd be like, you're rapping like Wayne, bro. <laughs> are you gonna call call people out for biting you when you're kind of biting somebody else? Yeah, I, I do think like the Wayne uh the Wayne influence was still very strong. Like now if Drake came out and said, Y'all are biting me, like there's obviously some proof he still to that. Bites everybody yeah, else. and he bites everybody else. So, who knows? Drake, this, is, this is where it started. Oh, uh, I can capitalize uh, off of somebody else's work. No shit. Where's Birdman at? I'm trying to end this on the positive note. And Drake, Jake just keeps pulling out more I'm fucking, sorry. I'm more sorry. fucking arrows, just like. I can't believe I used to be a Drake. And it goes swoop, swoop, swoop. Blood arrows? Yeah. <laughs> they call me Bupid, bro. Oh. <laughs> Shout out. This man. That was a Johnny on the spot. This no, I, I. it's easy to poke fun at Drake, I think. It is. And it, I think he understands this that. This album was easy to poke I think fun. he understands that because we saw in the No Guidance video, like, he's kind of like, okay, obviously, there's not many people that can dance better than Chris Brown. No. So the fact that he's, like, trying to dance better than Chris, like, he the understands that it's easy to poke fun at Drake. You know what, though? I don't like when Drake's in on the joke because he's not funny. When Drake's not in on the joke and everybody's laughing at him is when ah, I enjoy The Will Ferrell NBA playoffs video cool. is an exception. Yeah, but he's an actor, so they were doing a script. But the, the guidance video was more like, <laughs> I know I'm not as good a... Do you get this, kids? Do you understand I'm not as good a dancer as Bruce Breezy? Yeah. You know, it was really just... Drake sometimes come, comes off as like a white corporate manager, you know? And he's like, he's like, all right, guys, we need to make the best song. How do we do it? Start from the bottom. <laughs> now we're here. Yeah. Uh, I still prefer, if you're reading this, it's too late to take care. Okay. I, to me, that's my number one, Drake. I like that one, too. Yeah. But take care, again, an impressive album. It still holds up relatively well. Compared to a lot I think of among I think fans. among Drake fans, this like is the fans, the this one. is going to be like essential. Yeah, yeah. and and a lot of people would argue that he hasn't topped it yet. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I I'm not saying as far as I would as far as radio hits and commercial success, I think Views is very close. Yeah, Views. Well, Views was the most streamed album of yeah. all time, wasn't it? At the I think at the time. Right. I don't know if it still is. But people don't Thank talk you, about Nas Views. X. People don't talk about Views the way they talk about Take Care. I like Views a lot, um, but I think 
Views got a lot of backlash for some of Did the. Yeah. I mean, I know he had like Controla was big, Hotline Bling was big. I mean, he had just as many radio One hits. Dance. So I think commercially, it probably is. Viewed. No, I'm talking. About, I'm talking about critically though, and the and fan reception of it. I think Take Care still ranks above Views. I don't know. I think if I had to choose to go back to either, I'd probably go back to Views because, like we talked about, the production is more on par with the current soundscape. Right. Right. But again, let's give it eight years and see how it sounds. Yeah. And then we'll make a more tune. More tune. More tune in eight years. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'd give it an eight. <laughs> All right. And really, it would definitely, even if it was perfect, it would still score a nine, knowing that a lot of it was taken from the weekend. <laughs> I, would, I mean, that's not a joke. That I mean, that that's sincere. It's not that it was taken. Let's let's stop. Let's it was stop, given. Let's it was stop given. Saying Drake was like a thief because. There's a lot of artists, another artist who does this a lot that doesn't t- get talked about nearly as much as Jay-Z. And Jay-Z, like, Drake learned it from Jay. Jay was really known to, like, I mean, I'm not saying, uh, Drake did hop on the Weekend's wave. He wrote it out. He tried to sign Weekend, but Weekend said, no, I'm going to keep doing my own thing. And let's just say, look at artists signed to Drake, and let's see how they're doing. They're not. Exactly. Yeah. Because they need to be... They need to be kept in the stash and be siphoned for hits for Drake's project. Yep. Because OVO Sweatshop, shout out to Academics, that's what it's called, the OVO Sweatshop. Yep. And and had Weekend signed to Drake, do you think we would have gotten as many like weekend moments? Would Weekend be I, as big? I, I don't, don't know. Think weekend so. I, I think nobody would really know the answer to that because I think Weekend is just as powerful as Drake. But it was because he didn't let Drake sign him, is what I'm Maybe. saying. You know, I think that has a lot to do with it. Because look at Party Next Door. Somebody who I think is equally as talented, who has like a lot of potential, but it just gets squandered. And, and Party Next Door constantly talks about how he gave certain tracks yeah. to Drake. That would have been big for him. And then Drake always gives like new signees like one feature with him, and then that's it. Yeah, I mean, we saw what... I mean, I know he didn't sign with sign Block Boy JB, but what's the last Block Boy song you heard other oh, than I'm waiting. Look Alive? I know one, Shelby. And why do you remember that song? Because of Drake. Exactly. Yeah. Migos. I mean, the Drake, curse, the Drake curse is real. I think they're the only ones to, I think, survive it. Yeah. Oh, and um, Fetty Wap. Okay, Fetty Wap cursed himself. <laughs> That's fair. Fetty Wap wasn't making it out of 2015, even if we tried. Maybe 2016. Yeah. He's still making music, but have you heard it? Nah, fam. The last the last project I listened to by Fetty Wap was uh, the Zoo. Him and French Montana did a collab. That sounds god-awful. I think I've talked about How did you click on that? Before. I was actually looking for Yeah, that, I would have seen that and said, skill. Zouver or something like that. Shit. That sounds terrible. It's as bad as you think. I'm upset that that exists. Let's take a drink for... For Fetty Wap's career. <laughs> Any, anything else about, about Drake? Mm-mm. When do you think it's going to end for Drake? Like, obviously, <laughs> his time's got to come at some point. When? I'm waiting, too, man. It's been... I mean, not that I want that. I, there's, not no, a, no, no. Not, there's not a Drake project that I've absolutely despised. We didn't want we didn't want Weezy to end, but it came to an end. We didn't. I mean, there have been moments of Drake where we're like, ah, he's getting kind of corny. He's wobbling. Yeah. He's, I, I will say he's wobbling, but guess what? You 2018 sicko mode comes out. Another keeps him alive another couple of years, man. Like yeah, 
He's really good at keep reinventing himself. And we know he'll play Camp Flognaw for 10 more years. So we'll <laughs> yeah. at least get 10 more years of seeing Drake. <laughs> I think that was a troll. Cause, Maybe. Because I don't think, I don't know if Tyler has residencies for Flognaw. I don't know, but he could have done it like Performers. to show fans like, okay, this is me doubling down on the fact that you guys are shit. You know what else I've, I've heard about that situation? Uh, now that we're off take care. Yeah, for those of you that are listening like 10 years in the past, we were referencing... Or ten years in the future. Sorry. <laughs> if you're listening in the past, can you actually? Yeah. Can you come give here? us the recipe of how you are doing this? Because yeah, we would we, like that. We would actually really. No, we're talking about him getting booed off stage at Camp Flogna. I, I wouldn't put put it past Tyler because you could tell he's not one to tweet about stuff like did that. Did you hear? Did you see what he said? Though, yeah, the he called him entitled and trash, talking about his fans. his fans. But then he said, like, all bullshit aside, it was really funny that he got booed. Because Tyler's still the edgy teenager yeah. that we all know and love. But I don't think I wouldn't and put it past either of them. And man of the year of GQ. Yeah. Shout out. I don't think, I, I wouldn't put it past either of them to do that. No, no, but also what he said was a lot of people were actually excited to see Drake, but that the people in front were just really fucking annoying. Yeah. Did you see, have you ever seen the girl who said, it's my birthday? And he said, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> he was like doing this beautiful piano solo, and he's yeah. like, he's like, you're interrupting my performance for your own birthday. Happy, everybody sing happy birthday. He made her feel fucking stupid. That's funny. So I think flog, I can, I think like Camp Flogna audience is that edgy, yeah, teenage angst filled Tyler fan. I don't know. I, it's kind of like when we went to see Earl. Like, we all knew. Like, there were people there that were pissed that he wasn't playing the OF songs. Right. Really? Yeah. I mean, and we didn't. We knew, like, okay, like, there's obviously tension here. Like, he's not. Like, we, I didn't expect him to play any Odd Future music. And he no. didn't. And I loved. I love I Don't Like Shit, I Don't Go Outside. So I was yeah. just happy to hear that. He did pretty much the whole album. How can you be so daft in, like, an audience like that? I don't get why audiences feel entitled to talk about It's because they've seen the videos of. Oh, Kanye brings out so and so, or but, but, Drake brings out so and so, and they're just expecting like. And I've gone to concerts where give I would you be a like, right though to determine the set list. Yeah, and I, I've been guilty of this. Like when I went to see Jake Cole, like I knew like okay, this is Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Like obviously, you go to a show in Charlotte. Like there's not who in Charlotte, aside from the baby, are they gonna bring out? Like in Atlanta, I'm thinking like okay, you have a plethora of people who may show up to the show, and Ti okay. ended up playing three tracks. T.I. was fucking dope, wild yeah, I was when gonna he say, came T.I. out. T.I. in Atlanta, that's dope. So, like, you, you kind of expect that. But how, Young Thug. He brought out Young Thug, too. Well, he was on that tour. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. My bad. Um, but, yeah, it was the the one he brought out, they brought out Gunna at that show, which I didn't know who he was at that point. Right. Mikkel was all over, like, bro, that's Gunna. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, I love you, Mikkel. But, yeah, how can you be so daft to, like, just get yourself so hyped up to see Frank? Yeah. He did end up coming out, I think, right? I don't know. I, I can't remember if he did or I not. hope not. He should have taught those fuckers a lesson. Right. No, well, we don't get enough Frank as is. Yeah. In My Room, by the way, song of the year. Okay. Song of the year. And I think that would have, with him doing an album, I think if Frank was going to be there, they would have announced it. I, well, it's supposed to be like a surprise set. That's what, that's what I guess, the Camp Flognosh shtick is. Like, it's a surprise set every year. They brought out ASAP Rocky and Lil Uzi, too. And they said nobody yeah. booed then. Well, that, they're very synonymous with Odd Future. Right, especially Drake is Rocky. not. Yeah, and that was the thing. Like, I think Tyler should have known better than to than to bring. I mean, but he he's he had a he had a good point. He said like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I thought bringing out the biggest artist of of all time would have been a big deal. Like, yeah. people should have enjoyed it regardless." That's like if somebody brought out. I'm trying to think of somebody who's big that I 
would could tolerate, um, like Adele. If somebody brought okay. out Adele at a concert, I don't know what concert that would be, but if somebody brought out Adele, I'm not going to go, what the fuck? They brought out Adele? I'm be like, holy shit, I get to see Adele yeah. live. Not to be corny on a hip-hop podcast, but Hello. I think Real recognize Real. Like right. Tupac said, like, obviously there's people that we don't necessarily listen to, but if we got the opportunity to see in person, we would mm-hmm. be grateful for it. Yeah, exactly. Like, pers- like when I went and saw um, Gladys Knight, like, I'm not a big... Motown fan, mm-hmm. but seeing Gladys Knight, a legend of You're Motown, like, that's epic. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, I stuck out with like a sore thumb. There were more white people there than I expected. I was honestly shocked. <laughs> were there five? No, it was probably like 70, 30, maybe, maybe oh, even okay. like 60, 40. Well, I think Motown was big for everybody. Yeah, that was, label was. in general is so big, so much history behind Motown. That would yeah. be a cool, but I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you have the opportunity to see somebody like that. Why squander it by being a dick? Yeah, embrace it. Embrace it. Thank you, Drake. Thank you for take care. When we get back, we're going to be talking about mm, food. Yep, take care during this break. We're going to get some food. (laughs) Hey, everyone. Hope you're enjoying the episode so far. If you are, please consider giving us a subscribe. Also, if you're listening on Apple, give us a rate and review. Lastly, if you want to stay up to date on what we'll be discussing on the next episodes, make sure you follow us on Instagram at HLHBO. Thank you all so much. Let's get back into the episode. Whoa, let me talk a minute. Everybody listen. I got context. This is heat. They don't need a mixtape. Try shy your friend mixtape. Cause we can take anybody attention. With a remix, we can share them with a remake. Yeah. With a label with the remixes. This is we day. Some noise to expect when we drop on a Wednesday. One day he can set fire to the whole freak of week. Hey, I don't see no threats. No. I just see myself. Yeah. I'm too focused to never be focused on myself. Mm. We're gonna put the info for this track in the description. Uh, but this is ASAF. Go follow ASAF. Darby on Instagram A-S-A-P-H-D-A-R-B-Y Shout out if, you, if you've listened to the last few episodes in order uh, we mentioned a couple weeks ago that we helped out a local artist record a verse and it was actually for this out or for this track it's not the guy you're hearing currently uh, but we'll post all the info shout out to, later. to Drake some not really producer on there really just offered a studio spot yeah but still kind of dope yeah we, gave him, we just recorded the verse. And very, uh, very good song, by the way. Yes, Sound, yes. Reminds me a lot of um, of J. Cole and um, what was that album they put out this year? Revenge of the Dreamers. Fucking up, guys. Revenge yeah. of the Dreamers. My memory. So, artists, yeah. the, the featured, or the, the, I guess the central artist is yeah. ASAP featuring Yana G in Context. Context is the guy that we recorded. And I, to, to hear him record uh, live was, was a yeah, real he's pleasure. Yeah, he's got a chopper flow. Yeah. Which I'll, I'll skip a little bit so you can hear hear a little bit of that. Go check that out. Got a real I'll, Ritz vibe to him. Yeah. All three artists killed it, in my opinion. And wearing a Wu Tang shirt in yeah. the video. Major. Respect. The video is pretty good for, I mean. Was this like recorded is? locally? I think his was because he still lives local. Oh, yeah, I don't okay. think ASAP. And oh, so Yana they just like took everybody's local. part? Yeah. That's cool. So. Very cool. Yeah, go check that out. We'll put the info in the description. What's the track called? It is the Isis We Mix. So the the thing he is, I guess their label is called We the Label, and their thing is they put music out on Wednesdays, mm. so they call them We Mixes. We Mix with a yeah. W, guys. Yeah. Um, he actually ASAP mentions that in his first verse. He says something about dropping on Wednesday. So that's their thing. Cool. So what you rocking this week? We won't go through news, 
But you, you came in with murdered out today. Just, and they, thank you. I'm very glad you noticed because I just came in all black, ladies and gentlemen. Lately, I've been writing real sad poems. I've been posting them on my personal Instagram that I will not share with you fuckers. But Ooh. some of y'all probably... No. But some of y'all <laughs> So you're all for the clout anyways. when it comes to Apple Music. Mm-hmm. Dude's got like the whole state of Rhode Island following him <laughs> on Apple Music. <laughs> but not for my personal Instagram. But yeah, you know, I've been writing real dark poetry lately, getting back into my writing bag okay. so, so I can ghostwrite for Drake, for Jake's next, for Drake yeah. and for Jake's next project. Both y'all get bars. Um, but yeah, you know, we got the Vantas on V2s and uh, I'm really choose. sad they're reselling V2s. I'm really sad they're reselling for so high because I really want just like a second pair. Get the the utility blacks aren't selling yeah, for as high. I, and saw I like that. the I'd like the gum, gum bottom. Gum sole on anything is fire. I, yeah, I I could see that, and just because like the V twos now are reselling for like three fifty. Yeah. Which you know, we can't dip in our in our bag all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean. And uh, I've got some you know just some joggers, black shirt, and supreme hat with the three M on it. Every, everything has three M. I got three M condoms. <laughs> Not Dude, really. that's kind of cool. <laughs> that would be wild. That would be. Dude, porn stars would use that shit. Yeah, but then they'd have to film in the dark and the quality. No, they just have be... to do a flash. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> what are you rocking? Bro, your dick's having a seizure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I got on a broke out another Carhartt tee. Mm. This one's uh, black with gray stripes. Called the Cobra tee. Yep. Some distress, distressed denim. Cobra heart. And then I. Um, Rocked out some classics, mm-hmm. the Jordan 11 Prem Gray Suede's. These are like resell for 700. That, I told you a story about how I got them. So I found what a guy on it? eBay, and eBay's always sketchy. This was like one of the first like big shoe purchases that I have ever bought. Right. I, I paid 225. Reason really? being is the back right here, you can see they're ripped. Right. Like on the normal 11s, like the Concords, you know, they put the number on the back. Right. So these are ripped. Right. But I always wear these with jeans, so you can't see anyway. Yeah, and they're still really clean. Yeah. I don't wear them a lot. They're hot mm-hmm. as hell. Like, they're a nice winter shoe because yeah. they're suede and it just keeps the heat in. Right. But broke them out today. Getting ready for the breads, huh? <sighs> yeah, I, w- I, would like to, I would like to get the bread. You can try we'll, see what, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I know. Uh, Yeezy 500, uh, the, the bone, I guess the stone, I think's coming out. Adidas sent me, like, a notification. I could try and buy them. But $200 for that shoe, fuck that. Honestly, yeah. that's like a one, that's $180 Yeezy. Yeah. That's not a 212. Come on now. Come on. No. Let's talk that. about MF Doom. Let's mm do food. it. Food. Mm food. Which is, Jake and, Jake and I found out, is an anagram for MF Doom. Yep. So it's really kind of a self-titled, but also works in this wacky concept of just food wraps. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing to note about Doom was he was a part of uh, he was a part of a group with his brother who sadly passed away. Went away for a while and is rediscovered at this small, uh, I think it was like a coffee shop in New York. And he did an open mic with the mask on. Right. And that's how MF Doom was born. Okay. And, you know, the main thing that I think a lot of Doom fans appreciate about him is really complex rhyme schemes. Obviously, his dedication to this character of Doom, who is a parody of Dr. Doom. Fantastic Four and Spider-Man villain. Um, one of my favorite comic book villains because he he has this he has this air of superiority to him that I always found really endearing. Like heroes never wanted to come in contact with him because they knew they'd get fucked right. up. Like he would fuck him up, and he had his own like country. 
So, uh, and also he always throws in those Doom samples, particularly in this album throughout, and they always fit into. I don't the think song I've ever heard way. Doom paired with anybody that when he uses a sample hasn't been utilized to the fullest extent. Right, and it's utilized in a way not just like, hey, I recognize this sample, which honestly, that's what I think is mostly happens when people use sampling in a song. Like, in this song, you've got you've got hoe cakes, where they keep, keep using that super sample. Yeah. And it's used like in lines throughout the song, and I thought that was really clever. Um, beef rap, the way it starts out. Where he's talking about how you should avoid beef. Yeah. Because it clogs your arteries. <laughs> but also because you can't keep up with him. Like, lyrically, is really clever. Uh, so much of this album is is just oozing with creativity. Oh, yeah. And we, we mentioned when we reviewed Billy Woods a couple uh, last month mm-hmm. that he's very Doom-esque in the way that you have to unpack everything he's saying. Because if you listen to it once, yeah, you'll pro- you may enjoy it, but you're not going to grasp everything that mm-hmm. he had there to offer for you. Right. The, and you, you brought up this a good point about this album is I think it's Doom's, ironically enough, it's the most digestible album of uh, Doom's. Uh, it is delicious. I think it's the, I think it's <laughs> one that, to somebody, like if you played Mad Villainy for a for somebody that hadn't really heard of Doom, they'd be like, bro, this is not good. Right. Like I've played Mad Villainy for a lot of people that yeah, they don't like it well. They don't like it. This is a little bit better. I think you could play this start to finish and it flows a little bit better than Mad Villainy. And some of these songs, like I would, um, from Deep Fried to uh, Phileo Rapper, or even like a bit of Fig Leaf by Carbonate, a lot of those are just uh, instrumentals. Yeah. With samples. They add a lot to the project in regards of like maintaining the atmosphere and again, just the wonkiness of the album. I think always, always the, the thing I love about Doom is his his ability to be very quotable it's all stuff that you want to go back to it's like you said it's something that you have to listen to multiple times that i really like uh hoe cakes are one beer there's a line <laughs> his ability to diss to diss people in a way that's fucked up but also really not fucked up is also really cool to wide load this yard bird tastes like fried toad turd love villain <laughs> Obviously, he's talking about a fat one. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, take pride in code words. Crooked eye mold nerd geek with a cold heart. Probably probably still be speaking in rhymes as an old fart. Yeah. And I think part of it, too, is his like just the way he says words. His mm-hmm. delivery is so perfect when he's saying these things. Mm-hmm. And that's what he says. Like, like, women fall in love with him. Maybe it's the accent. Maybe it's the eyes. Yeah. You know. So I think, obviously, he plays to his strengths. Jake, that was so unprofessional. I'm out of here. Can't help it. Yeah, that was... I walked out. <laughs> that was the door shutting. The proverbial door. Right. What were what were some of your favorite tracks? Um, Obviously, Hoe Cakes is one of the... I think one of his essential songs. Yeah. Does he have an essentials on... Yeah, he does. I actually pull it up. See Let's pull it up and see what's on there. Let's see. Oh, so he's actually put something out this year. I did not know that. April 12th of this year. Oh, it's a single. Yeah, Coco Mango Diced. I wonder if that's for the Adult Swim. Maybe. I know he does a lot with them. His song, uh, Sofa King, is Uh hilarious. You love that one. Yeah. Let's see what's on his essentials. But that's an essential Doom song. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say One Beer was another one that I really enjoyed. 
this one wasn't one that I had as much nostalgia for as Mad Villainy. Right. Like, I think Mad Villainy's like, that's the peak for me. Hmm. Let's see what he's got for essentials. Another, I think also what's important to know is MF Doom has a lot of projects, but they're also put under different names. Um, Operation Doomsday was like the premier Doom project. Hoecakes is on there. One Beer yeah. is on there. Mm-hmm. Rap, Snitch, Rap Snitch Knishes is on there also. Yeah. Yeah, a lot from Food. And that one came out in 2004. And for this album to come out in 2004, it's just unlike anything that was out at that time. It's unlike anything that's been released since then. I'd, I'd love to hear him in Mad Lib now because the technology that you could use to utilize those samples is tenfold. Well, look at what, what he did with Freddie Gibbs. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we got that album this year, and and that bandana is still one that I... It's going to end up on my top ten. Yeah. For sure. Uh, but yeah, everybody wants to hear more, more Doom and Mad Lib, obviously because their usage of sampling is very similar, and Mad Villainy was kind of like lightning in a bottle. But I think Um Food is just as much lightning in a bottle... And to me, as a full project, this is one that I would... I never thought I'd say this, but it's one I prefer than Mad Villainy. Maybe I just need to listen to it more. Okay. I have both of them on vinyl. They're both in my vinyl collection. uh, You need to bring them to listen to them. God, I bet those are fire. I have the instrumentals for Mad Villainy also. But you can get that. They actually have that on iTunes if you want to listen to the instrumentals. You can yeah, get that on it's, iTunes. what was cool, though, is in the vinyl packaging, it's like a blue tape instead of the orange yeah. tape, which I, I really liked, those kind of details. Uh, I also had a shirt from Um Food from Zoomies that they did, like, this whole little collection I thought was really cool uh, for this album. He's just so elusive. He is. And I think he is like Billy Woods in the fact that he knows he's good, but he doesn't really give a shit that he's that good. Right, and also he can't perform in the U.S. Did you know that? Mm-mm. He was like kicked out of the States. I don't know why. That's odd. But that has a lot to do with it. Also, he's known to uh, to send doppelgangers to perform his concerts. That's pretty wild. So you may or may not have seen Doom perform. Even some people say, like, I've seen him live. You may or may not have I seen love him the, live. I the love the Nardwire interview with Tyler where he's like, he asked him, like, what, is, what does Doom smell like? Uh... <laughs> I like that Doom, Doom's references to Heineken, his references to beer being his preferred pre- preferred drink. Yeah. I, those are sort yeah, of Yeah, stay things. away from beef, but I drink beer like it's water. Yeah. <laughs> He's even got, like, the gut to prove it. Yeah. Uh, he, Doom had the dad bod before the dad bod was cool. He definitely did. He, he's just a phenomenal, phenomenal artist. And, and when I say artist... I think this is an example of that because he's he's so eccentric. Yeah, he's an artist in the definition of like artist. Andre not 3000, yeah. like Andre three thousand, like Kanye, like Cudi. Um, these just people that maybe if you met them one on one, you might not even know what to say or how to talk to them. But uh, just their reverence for their work. Yeah, I think it speaks for itself. I think Doom would be maybe a little like once you actually sat down with him, I think you'd have more to talk about with Doom than you will with like a Kanye. Well, he did a collab project with Bishop Naru. Um, I don't know if you remember him. He Naruvian was, Doom was yeah, the name of the album. Yeah. Naruvian Doom. That's right. And he was really big coming out of New York, and we just haven't heard anything since. And um, it's real puzzling. I don't know how you get a Doom collab. And a cosign like that, and just don't do anything with it. Yeah. Well, Very Doom strange. is really, if you go to, like, people that would dub themselves as hip-hop fans, and you ask them who MF Doom was, 
for a while. We probably aren't going to be able to tell you. The hipster hip-hop fans, though, will yeah. be able to tell you. that. You're right. There is, like, a divide in hip-hop fans where... Like, if we said Doom's a hip-hop legend to, like, a hip-hop fan, they may be like, yeah. who's who's Doom? Like, let's be honest. Like, probably most people aren't listening to this half of the podcast because they're like, oh, the Drake part's done. You yeah. <laughs> because they don't... Maybe they don't necessarily know about Doom. And also, it could just be if you're a younger artist, but it's important to know that there are some rappers who are our favorites, and then there are some people who are rappers' favorite rapper. Yeah, and this is the definition of rapper's favorite rapper. Another person that I think fits that definition is Earl. Yeah. And, and somebody who really, if you look at their rhyme schemes, the way they put words together where sometimes it's, it's almost like Yoda raps that I like. Oh, my bad. I fucked up. It's almost like Yoda raps, I call it, where, you know, it's like the thing that's supposed to be at the end is said at the beginning. Yeah. And all that sort of, just the way the words are layered. He took a lot of that from Doom, and, and Tyler was really heavily and inspired part of it, too, is his, his dad's a poet, too, so he was kind of always around that. Yes, rest in peace. Um, yeah, he's always been around that, but for somebody who's inspired some so many of my favorite artists, and then going back and enjoying his music as much as I did, like... This album is is it's so clever. His it's taking subject matter like drug like drugs and money and just keeping it in this in this concept of mm, food and then on top of it being an anagram for his name. Yeah. There's so many layers that I love to unpack and and you know, I'm also the kind of person who that's the reason why I like Billy Woods and and Earl's like well, some rap song. That's the thing right now in hip hop that we're kind of missing. Like obviously mm-hmm. the production is such a that's the I would almost say for some artists, ninety percent of the sh- I don't want to say shtick, but ninety percent of the act. Let's yeah. let's be let's keep it a hundred. Why do people listen to trap music? Because of the the beat. And, I was thinking about you it. Know? There's one of the new Trippy Red singles. He rhymes like bitch with shit like five times, and I'm thinking like, okay, this sounds really good, <laughs> but you really just rhyme bitch with shit. The same way Lil Wayne, Wayne rhymed the N word over and over and over and over and over and over and over. I think what. A lot of people. What puts a lot of people off with Doom and Earl is the rhyme scene. Rhyme schemes are so complex. But do you remember what he said? Like, what happened to metaphors? Like, you guys are afraid of metaphors. Yeah. Like, and again, it's like you can hear a rap song nowadays, and it talks about like a girl's ass, and then Doom like could a talk. <laughs> he could. That talk was a simile, not a metaphor, but <laughs> I understand. I appreciate you for knowing yeah. that. Y'all learned something today. Yeah. But you could take somebody like Doom, who could talk about a girl's body. Or could talk about getting cheated on without saying fuck that bitch. If you go listen to Fancy Clown off Mad Villainy, one of my favorite breakup songs ever. I knew that you were fucking around and and it's just this whole story. And I mean, there are some like brash words said on that too, but it's his it's his ability to just paint a picture. And and this album to me feels like a movie. Like when I listen to it, it feels like a whole experience. Very conceptual. It really is, it really is. And and there's not a lot of concept albums being done nowadays, and and you're right, that's missing sorely from hip hop. Another person who did that, that is a bit more recent, I would say is Kendrick. Yeah. Good Kid, Mad City is another album that, that's one you can go back to because it really is a movie. Yeah, I can't wait for him to sell the rights to that movie or agree to produce that as a movie. Absolutely, him. He they could use TDE for the yeah. cast. And you can you can troll me if you want, but I think Logic's incredible true story would be a, a good idea compounded on. It was a really good concept, and, yeah. and not all of it I would say is like executed as good as Good yeah. Kid, Mad City. But I think as far as 
the ability to sell that, I think, is just as high as Good Kid Med City. And I did, and I do feel like the Incredible True Story is original to logic. Like, yeah. Like yes, it is a sci-fi film, but it really is like very creative, and yeah. I do enjoy it a lot. Yeah, I think the and like you said, that's something that we're that's kind of missing in hip hop right mm-hmm. now. And I think for for younger artists or for younger kids, if you're like in you know sixteen, seventeen, and you know you want to dive deep into hip hop, an artist like Doom is a necessity. Yeah, and not and not just historical context but just so you can see what artists are really capable of and how and how fun it can be to make rap music yeah shout out to doom i'd like to hear more for sure yeah absolutely i he did i did go back and add some doom projects that I'm definitely going to go listen to. I think this and Mad Villainy are probably the two front runners. Right, and and also they're the ones that people most often reference. I would say uh, another another uh, album that a lot of people do, I don't know if you know about this one, but Born Like This, MF Doom. This one came out in 2009. I think I know that's Born also This Way. Maybe I was Born This Way. Yeah. Chada Gaga. I wouldn't even matter. You White Beyonce. It's the closest thing we have Ooh. to Beyonce. Wow! Wow! Yeah. That's a bold statement. Do you have anything else to add to the album? No, it's a nine. It's a, it's a ten for me. Yeah. You know, nine and ten, I think at that point, they're your classic range no matter where you're at. Yeah, I mean, it's and hard. And Drake, by the way, Take Care, despite my feelings about it now, as if you ask the 15-year-old me, it's a 12. So guess what? Yeah, it's, it's a true. 12. That's true. It's a 12. So you know what? It's a knife. It's a knife. Um, but it's still, it's still a high-ranking album. Both of these are classics in their own right. Yeah. All right, so we got the writing prompt. What you got this week? I don't know, dude. I forgot to look. All right. Close your eyes right now. Okay. Eyes closed. You can't see that, but they are closed. They are closed. I can attest to that. What was the Bro, first don't one? touch me there. <laughs> <laughs> That's all cap. <laughs> what, what was the first thing that popped in your mind? Okay, let me do it again because I right. opened them. All right, all right. You touching me now is what's popping. <laughs> Pick another one, bro. <laughs> You fucked it up, dude. Um, That's hard because, like, I've I've gotten to the point, like, with with having a real job now. I mean, mm-hmm. as a kid, like, working at a restaurant, like, you come home and ah, fuck mm-hmm. what I did at work. But now you come home and like you have stress. And now I've gotten to the point where I've like gotten home and like when I shut my eyes at night, like I'm trying to tune everything out. So like when I shut my eyes, like I see black. I don't dream anymore. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's not like that. But I know what you're saying. You just want to like turn everything off. Yeah. Uh, describe something that is forever. That's pretty tough. I think relationships. Ooh. Because unless you're like, oh, we, I, we just got some mad feedback in the headphones. I don't know if y'all heard that, but it I was think that was my wild. fault. I was twisting the cable. I think relationships. Unless you're just like the biggest however and have run through like all the girls or all the guys. But even you said like there's only one girl that you can't remember. So, like, I, th- I think <laughs> maybe if she listens, she'll reach out. Please reach out. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you remember all of them. Like, you may not remember all the details all right. of, like, everything. Not all of them. But I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I think, I I think, think that's something you, that's w- with you forever. I think what's good about you is you were loyal. Like, all your life, man. As lo- and I've known Jake for a long-ass time. And I can attest to the fact that this man always had, like, a long-term relationship. Almost always, you know what and I mean. And let me like, let me talk about that for a minute because yeah. 
if we have young listeners, which if your parents know you listen to us, sorry, because we say some foul shit sometimes. <laughs> if you're in high school, don't fuck with girls. If you're a girl listening to us, don't fuck with dudes. Wait yeah. till you're out. My biggest regret from high school was chasing girls. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish I would have focused in school. Because, yeah, they tell you, really, you need to focus in high school because that that's the the foundation of your whole life. Yeah. And it's true. Like, I missed yeah. out on a lot of things. Not, not missed out. But I wish I would have... Everybody can say, I wish I knew now. I wish I knew then what I know now. Right. Hindsight's yeah, twenty twenty. Exactly. But if I could give anybody any advice is don't look for, like, lifetime love in high school. Or if you're in your early 20s and you're still struggling to find somebody, don't look for love right now. Hey, 30 might be better. Yeah, like, there's so many things, like, I wish that I would have been focused on. Aside from girls in high school. I, I like to say that I don't think I had the swagger that I do now. I don't have much swagger now, but I had a lot less back then. And um, I didn't really have that choice, so I did focus on it. Well, like you said, we were talking about the beats. Like, he was yeah. out there flexing with beats. Like, that was important in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, right. like... I think we you do focus on, like, a lot of unnecessary shit. Now we have, like, quote, career jobs that you can make mm-hmm. a career out of. Yeah. And that's more important to women our age now. I think then having a pair of beats is. And I have all the easies in the world, and I still don't have a girl that I call my own right now. Yeah. So. (laughs) You're right. Relationships with good people are forever. Yeah. I think that's what I would say. I think the lessons that you learn, whether the relationship ended on good terms or bad terms, I think that instills things in you that help you grow as you move on. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think what I learned is. All the way up until probably this year, I would say that I was very immature with the way I've acted towards women. I would say my life was kind of like a Drake song, but like not as glamorous and no champagne bottles or strippers. It was more so just the whole, I have trouble committing, but I also want you to be loyal to me. Yeah. You have to give somebody a reason to stick around, you know? Yeah. And, and I think I learned that. And um, like you said, good or bad, you do you do take away. Yeah, I mean, there's things of part of my last relationship that, like, in the relationship that I'm in currently, I noticed things that back then I should have done differently, that I'm doing differently now. And I never made, like, a conscious decision, like, okay, you maybe shouldn't act like this in this certain situation, or you maybe shouldn't think like this in this certain situation. But having learned the lessons that I've learned, it's almost, like, instantaneous. Like, a switch was just flipped, and I didn't even know it. Like, almost weekly, I noticed something about, like, my current relationship that, I probably could have done better in the last one. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I think guess, the lessons you learn, maybe that's more so of things that are forever. Like the lessons you learn stick out. Like there was a lady in, in uh, it was Parker that we went to school with. Mm-hmm. His mom said something to me that at the time when I was I in high school, so much. I thought was like the most ignorant shit. Like, why the fuck would you say this yeah. to me? But she said, when rocks are thrown at a pack of dogs, only the ones that get hit yelp. And I was doing something in school that I shouldn't have been doing. And she called me on it. I said, I wasn't doing that. And she said, the only, if you throw rocks at a pack of dogs, the only ones that yelp are the ones that got hit. I love her. I love so her. So now, like, that was something at the time I blew it completely off and said, you don't know what you're talking about. Right. But now I do and I understand it. So I think more so lessons are what are with you forever. I want to, I think for me, what I would say is forever is legacy. Yeah. Um, as I'm, as I'm getting older and I'm only 24, but I do think about. And shout out to my friend Nemo. He's the one who talked to me about this. I Snapchatted something that I didn't realize would actually make people talk. I said, I want something permanent. And um, 
I didn't. I responded to that. I think you did. Yeah. Now his response may have been a little more serious. Mine was like, <laughs> "What did you say? Do you remember?" I said something about tramp stamps. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> we talked. We talked about finding a girl with a tramp stamp, yeah. and then Jake said, "What do you think Butterfly Effect was about?" <laughs> and and Travis said, was giving back shots to some bitch that had a tramp stamp. God damn! I said, "You're right." That was um, the Butterfly Effect. <laughs> Them wings was flapping. That can be said. It was so windy that ways. day. Oh. But for me, I would say I think legacy is what lasts. And you hear artists like Jay-Z on 444 talking about legacy. You hear Kanye talking about leaving behind a billion-dollar empire. And a career legacy is very important. It's also, I think, important to remember that we make impacts on people that we meet day to day. And keeping that impact positive, or at least being memorable. If you're not going to be positive, be memorable, is really important. Yeah, I mean, in, in first impressions, too, in the la- in last impressions, like, look at X's career. He'll always have the domestic violence stain on his legacy. Mm-hmm. Even though the fans don't look at him for that, we look at him for the beautiful art that he created. Yeah. But as a public arena, they view the domestic violence. Same thing with Michael Jackson. Yeah. I mean, as as and, you know, there are still people who don't believe that Michael Jackson sexually abused those kids. I'm not saying one way or the other. I'm not 100% sure, to be honest. He didn't touch me. I know that. Hakeem we, did earlier. We, he touched me. <laughs> we weren't Jackson on Neverland Ranch. We weren't on Neverland Ranch. But exactly, the fact that that is still talked about all these years. I mean, yep. he died in 2009. Ten, ten years have passed. And so for that still to be an issue is, is well, And fair, that's a hot topic in the news right now, too. So that plays to into Epstein. it as well. Epstein didn't kill himself. That's his legacy. Yeah. Um, Leaving behind a legacy is really important and, and not tarnishing your name mm-hmm. back to that because all you have is your reputation. And it goes everything. Like I was pulling out of work the other day and I had plenty of time in between when I pulled out in the car that was behind me. Dude, you know the people that when you pull out, they're like, I'm going to speed up because this guy, quote, pulled out in front of me. He comes flying up on me. So I'm one to tap the brakes a little. I tap the brakes. He gets pissed off and passes me in oncoming traffic. And I almost followed him. Like, I, I, I was so mad and shook up that I almost followed him. And then it occurred to me, like, nah, bro, you just pulled out of work. Yeah. Like, if this becomes an issue, the first place he's calling is my job. So literally smart. everything you do, especially in the culture we live in now, everybody wants a reason to discredit you. Or Everybody's holding up their phone to record you. Yep. You know? I mean, who so, knows? Like, I would have seen Jake on a World Star post. Yeah. So don't do something to to, to discredit your legacy. Yeah. Don't like my dad me. is a cop. Ooh. So there's some things that Beautiful. like I would think twice about. Like, if I mess this up, this is my dad's career. Yeah. Don't discredit your legacy, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. God, I want to leave on that. Place yeah. Like- and we, listen, we're we do a podcast. We're not big names. No. But we know how much, and I don't want to sound like like. The Asian culture is huge for like dishonoring your family, like honoring your family and your Arabic elders is huge too, bro. That's what I grew up on. And I, I don't want to, I don't want to dishonor my family. I don't want to dishonor the place that I'm from. Like those are things I think both of us hold in high regard. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my my parents always like. I remember when me and my sister would fight in public, and my dad would say, "Don't do that." Like. I don't care if you guys disagree with each other in private, but in public, you guys stand behind each other and you support her and she supports you. Even if like, you know, even if it's something like wild or maybe you don't necessarily agree, you still have to stand by her because that's your, that's your blood. And I like that. 
Play us out, Jake. All right. This is uh, Tangerines off of the Millennial Mastermind album coming Friday. samples <laughs> this is one that comes in so smooth I'm sorry guys I've been listening this is one of the most fire beats I've come across Thanks for listening to another episode of Hooks, Lines, and Hip Hop. We appreciate you spending your time with us. Don't forget to share us with your family and friends. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HLHPO. Once again, that's HLHPO. Thanks for the support, and until next time, see you